Act Three of Armand, or The Peer and the Peasant, by Anna Cora Moat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, An Antechamber at the Palace of Versailles. Enter Lesage, left, and Victor, right. Monsieur Lesage, our dear Monsieur Lesage, we are overwhelmed by the sight of His Majesty's affliction. One moment he is like an angry child disappointed of its plaything, the next a very woman deluged in tears. But we can sympathize with him. We know the pangs which a passion for the elusive sex too surely inflicts. We have suffered ourselves. Possibly. His Majesty's new despondency will once more shed a gloom over the whole court. Inevitably. Enter Duke Dantin. Right. Le Singe. Instantaneously, Your Highness. My words are for your ear alone. We shall withdraw, my lord. Retires upright. The young peasant is dead. Definitively a death so sudden so improbable so unaccountable excites mistrust if the report be false i have my doubts vague and unconfirmed still i doubt her death the king must be persuaded to visit old babette's cottage and himself behold the course if course there be this boyish page can at all times gain the ear of louis often when the voices of our most prominent courtiers were unheeded his suggestions have received attention you comprehend me distinctly his majesty must cross this antechamber when he leaves his apartment you will remain here and see that the opportunity is not lost decidedly i shall be in the gardens an hour hence crosses left you will join me there exits left punctually victor coming forward left we consider his grace the duke d'antin the most sombre person of our acquaintance incontestably and indubitably henceforth his majesty may prove as sombre alas unhappy king appropriately has his majesty taken a last farewell of the poor little peasant we believe not undeniably his majesty listens to your voice when he is deftly disposed to all others you flatter us had i been you i should urgently have persuaded him to behold her once more it never occurred to us and you think we should do so seriously but the duc de richelieu would inevitably object monsieur lesage learn that we can overrule the duke profoundly credulous as are my inclinations i must consider that assertion incredibly dubious victor roused 
We will give you proof, Monsieur Lesage, incontestably, incontrovertibly, indisputably, indubitably multiplied proof. The king shall visit the dame's cottage this very day, and Richelieu shall be kept in ignorance of his movements. Unavoidably I shall believe, when unexpectedly I see. But look how opportunely his majesty approaches. I leave you experimentally to disprove or confirm your asservations. Crosses left. Do you mean to doubt, Monsieur Lesage, that we shall do the latter? Indubitably, and I trust inoffensively. Exit left. We deem that a malicious aspersion upon our character. Enter King Wright, and is pensively crossing the stage. Your Majesty. Victor, is it you? I scarcely know a face, save yours, boy, I could to-day endure about me. We are comp— uh, Your Majesty compliments me. Alas, sire, your grief has fallen heavily upon our— upon my heart one by one have all life's joys been snatched away from me and now to lose her too never to see her more might not your majesty find your sorrow assuaged by the sight of her still unchanged loveliness will your majesty deign to listen to the humblest of your subjects if you could be persuaded to visit the dame's cottage we have a i have a presentiment that you will find a sad consolation in the effort what matters it whither i go the very wind that blows upon me can urge me on or draw me back i have lost all impulses of mine own your majesty then will grant my petition i care not to refuse it and your majesty will permit us that is me to be your sole attendant your sorrow would be desecrated by the presence of those that did not share it even so the very thought of beholding her once again beholding her even in the frosty arms of death reanimates me yes we will go and instantly exit right victor aside Monsieur Lesage, we shall convict you of being philosophically and adverbially incorrect. We attend your majesty. Exit right. Scene two. A chamber in Dom Babette's cottage. Set doors right and left. In the centre a couch upon which Blanche is extended, apparently dead. White flowers upon her brow and in her hands a white wreath hung at the foot and at the head of the bed at the head a table covered with white holding twelve candles in the form of a cross eleven lighted and one extinguished around the couch a group of village maidens jacqueline kneeling at the foot armand standing at the head jacqueline my friends grant what i ask leave me a while alone with her you loved her well but i I bursts into tears. <laughs> Our Blanche never denied a request of yours, Armand, nor will we who loved her so dearly do so. <laughs> Exit slowly and sorrowfully, followed by all the maidens. Armand 
after gazing a while at blanche oh blanche my own though lost still still my own a little while i yet may gaze on thee and in the treasury of my soul may store the memory of each stiffening liniment where beauty lingers still it cannot be shall those soft eyes no more look into mine nor veil themselves with too bold a joy i gazed within the azure depths shall love with its aurora tint thy cheek no more the low glad music of thy voice no more sunder those gentle lips with words that fell like blessing on the ears that took them in my blanche my other and my better self how weary seems the path i thought to climb thy hand in mine thy smile to light me on thy sunny presence to make glad each step alone life's burden must be borne alone the struggling heart crush beneath its weight a holy smile yet hovers on thy face and though the angels when they summoned thee one golden glimpse of paradise revealed and left that happy print upon thy lip no no thou art not lost we are not parted for heavenward as my tearful eyes i turn a radiant vision meets them there and bids me guard my soul and studies by a deed that could divide us in that land of joy my heart hath but one wish my life one hope all time one joy that of rejoining thee sinks at the head of the couch and buries his head in his hands enter victor ushering in the king left exit victor left a secret awe has paralyzed my limbs i scarcely dare approaching the couch perceives armand ah what is this a youth overwhelmed with grief kneeling beside her corpse they said she had no kin young man rise up what sorrow bows thee thus it lies before you this maiden surely was no kin of thine no kin yet more far more than kin could be alike we never knew those tender ties of kinship which linked man to man yet all of fathers mothers sisters brothers place each in the other's soul had trebly filled you loved her then loved her the earliest page in memory's record held but that young love from boyhood up to youth from youth to manhood ever tenderer thought sublimer aspiration and purer hope was woven with that love our very natures blended as we grew my spirit gentleness from her imbibed and hers its strength and vigour caught from mine our childish tears upon each other's breast were never shed our childish laughter rang the changes of its mingling mirth together and in each other's joy all childhood's blessings were mirrored magnified and multiplied tell me thy name armand i have no other thy parentage i know it not a foundling by strangers reared i am the people's child from them i know not that i spring yet would believe so for i ask no name save that myself shall win i bless the generous fate that gave no noble blood to swell my veins for had i from the hands of accident nobility received i could not prove my juster title to that high noblesse no revolutions level and destroy the true noblesse of genius and of worth wouldst thou not serve thy country with my sword or with my life she gave it should she need it tis hers 
Well answered. Dost thou love thy king? At least I love all virtues of all men. Upon the loftier height the man is placed, his virtues more resplendent shine, his vices more hideous seem the virtues of my king. Above the virtues of more common men I prize, for they have wider sphere of good. Thy speech is something less than frank. I meant it frankly. I have never yet had cause to blush for my free thoughts. Why should I hide them? Thy boldness pleases me. Armand, to-day thy king saddles for Fontenoy. Join thou his battle-line, and in the warrior ranks, where sure distinction must on valor wait, upon the beaten foeman's banner right the name thy worth shall win. My heart leaps up, even at the thought. My choice had asked no more. To die in battle for my country? What is left me on this earth to live for now? Nay, live, that I may cancel valor's claim with noble meed. Who then art thou? Thy king. Armand, kneeling. My liege. Aha! Thy words are free, and yet thy knee can bend, it seems. When duty bids my liege, it is as proud to bend as when to all compulsion it disdains to bow. Pause. Arise, Armand. The king but seldom sees his subjects' hearts unveiled. I value thine, because I trust it. Hence, without delay, at noon the captain of my guard will know my wishes. Seek him at that hour thou. When next we meet, be it at Fontenoy. My liege, not with my lips, but with my sword. My gratitude shall thank thee. Going, returns. Must I leave thee, Blanche? But no, I will return to take one last farewell. My liege at Fontenoy, my arm shall prove my words at Fontenoy. Exit left. King approaching the couch, and gazes at Blanche. How potent is the sight of thee, O death, in quelling ruder passions! Had she lived, I would have crushed this man, her lover, like a worm beneath my feet. Bereft of Blanche, his woe is mine, and sympathy would seem to level me halfway to him, or raise him to have fellowship with me. Goes to couch. How passing fair! The hand of death itself hath only robed her in new loveliness. Enter Richelieu left. After advancing a step in the room, he starts at beholding the king. Richelieu aside. His majesty! Great heaven, how came he hither? The hour of her reviving must be near. Nay, at this very moment animation may to her dormant form return. All's lost, unless— Approaching him— Your majesty— Ah, Richelieu, look— this vain indulgence of your sorrows, sire, is to yourself injurious. Richelieu, no, look. Death itself has lost its wanted terrors, touching her beauty but to borrow it. Death, did I say? It doth not seem like death. Richelieu, much agitated. Not seem like death? I pray, your majesty, permit me, sire. Let me conduct you hence. Not yet. Not yet. I do implore you, sire. How came the sigh to mow this lily down so soon? So suddenly, so timelessly. How know I, 
but the same unholy means that robbed me of the beauteous chateau again have snatched away the thing i loved if twere so my rage nay good my liege poison had left its blackening trace true true it could not be o oh, holy powers what's this her lifeless hand is it the warmth of mind that lends it thus a heat unnatural no death-like ice is here tis scarcely cold richelieu aside confusion she revives my liege my liege these cheating fantasies your fevered brain pardon but you must hence surely a tinge of faintest rose is spreading o'er her cheek sire for the love of heaven saw you not that her spotless drapery stirs her bosom heaves richelieu passing between the king and blanche so as to prevent his seeing her there is no warmth no tint of red no breath it was the air that dallied with her robe she's dead your reason sire pardon this force which love emboldens me to use i feared to see your reason by these fantasies unsettled ay it is or will be soon i cannot think her dead i saw her move look look she breathes nay sire your reason wanders hurries him to the door i cannot leave her thus but one last look turning back my liege not for the universe not one exit forcing out the king left blanche gradually reviving they part they leave me further further still they softly float dimmer and dimmer grow the bright celestial forms sing on sing on close not my ears to those seraphic strains they cease the angel visions fade all's hushed gazing around her surprised tis our own cottage all the rest has vanished the tuneful voices and the flitting shapes where are they flowers upon my brow spring flowers within my hand ah i remember now twas may-day i was chosen queen we danced and then armand in armand's arms i swooned where is he rising i am weary and how feeble could i but see armand where lingers he and richelieu left monsieur antoine monsieur but no what was it they told me all my thoughts are so confused these flowers recall tis may-day is it not it was so yesterday may-day is past tis strange how could the hours so swiftly fly did they not tell me you were now a duke the duke of richelieu and tis even so ah were it any other duke enough your lips should be the last to breathe my name in other tone than that of reverent love with calmness hear me four-and-twenty hours nay more you've lain upon that couch in sleep so silent and profound that all but i and dame babette believe you dead blanche turning and gazing in astonishment at the couch etc dead dead ay dead and dead to all but us you must remain for reasons that demand and justify the harmless cheat no cheat is harmless and of that not thou but i am judge all is prepared for flight 
this hour you will be born to a far distant home my lord i own i have been used to bow with reverence to your words i knew you then but as a humble citizen the friend and guardian of a child who had alas no guardian else but heaven i loved you i obeyed you for my lord you never asked what in obeying i obeyed not heaven i know you now as richelieu and your first request should make me shrink from you my lord you bid me stoop to falsehood i refuse no more thy words as little move my will as winds the rocks prepare thou to obey not that command which in my conscience finds no quick response i know your power my lord i also know the strength of a resolve which mine own heart approves nay spare your threats they fright me not i never learnt to fear learn then my right to claim and to enforce compliance to my wish it is the right of a determined father or a child a father this very day completes the weary round of twenty years since from her friends and kin thy mother fled in secret we were wed two years she lived unknown and died the hour thy infant head was pillowed on her breast my child the sins of richelieu are not few and every eye is quick to magnify and every voice is loud to trumpet them yet one one ray of virtue like a beam of sunshine stealing in a lazar house amongst them dwells it is his love for thee blanche throwing herself in his arms my father ah though richelieu claims that title richelieu from whom so late you trembling shrank my child thou wilt not banish from thy lips that tender name no father it is not for me even were i not thy child to judge thee but armand dear armand knows he not this armand is henceforth not to richelieu's daughter my father oh my father leave me still my poverty leave me my humble state take back a father's name a father's love for lack of which the first warm tears that scorched my infant eyes were shed but rob me not of armand hark it is his step he comes as she is springing to meet him richelieu seizes her hush not a word this folly must end here armand without babette babette tis i armand armand obey my will this way with me no cry hurrying her to her chamber right resistance would be useless girl bethink thee it is thy father that commands at the last words he releases her arm blanche bows her head and passes before him exeunt right enter armand left one more farewell the last and all is over gone why have they borne her hence it was the sole sad pleasure which i craved but once again to look upon her it is better thus i would not be unmanned anew blanche in a faint voice within armand it is her voice oh heaven the voice of blanche angelic spirit didst thou breathe my name or is it thou vain torturer fancy thou her voice henceforth each wind that sweeps the earth will waft it to my ear rock wind and glen repeat the sound and all melodious tones those well-known accents intimate her form will paint itself upon the empty air the fleecy clouds will take no other shape and all things beauteous in that mould divine seem cast my thoughts will madden me and yet i cannot tear myself away each dear familiar object 
by her touch so hallowed, the casement where she watched till I should come, yon couch where alas she lay in dreamless slumber, and these, gathering up the flowers which Blanche has dropped, these flowers that in unconscious sweetness bloomed in her death-cold hand, and that shall now wither upon my breast as she has withered, but dwell there as she dwells in spite of death, all, all with blended voices strangely real, would seem to bid me stay, would chain me here, as though with cords invisible they bound, be still to hope and her. Away, away, my nature grows too soft. Farewell for I, my early dreams, farewell, my ideal world, people by joy and hope, farewell for ever. Exit left. As he rushes out, the door of Blanche's chamber opens, and she breaks from Richelieu, who is endeavouring to withhold her. Armand, come back, tis Blanche. She lives. My child, hold, I command thee. Call me not thy child. Oh, what to me are nature's chance-knit ties to those that with rude hand thou sunderest now? It is the spirit's pure, stronger bonds through life, through death, to all eternity, unchanging, holy, indestructible, that join my soul to Armand. Part us not, my father, oh, my father, part us not. Falls at the feet of Richelieu. Quick curtain. End of Act Three.